Yo, episode 142 of the Goddamn Fools Podcast. Zevin. Eric. Bianca. Bianca's back again. <laughs> yo, we finally, all three of us, yo. I feel like it's impossible, but we got to record on 1130 on a Sunday morning Sunday. to get this going. But I mean, it's, it's probably better anyway, honestly. I don't know. Listen, I don't know how I have he a feels. good time now. Remember, yo, remember three years ago when we started this podcast? We're like, yo, why don't we just record like on a weekend morning? We're like, weekend morning? We going out the night before? What you talking about? Well, that was two I'm of us be talking drunk to you and hungover. <laughs> this was the two of us telling you, I'm not recording on a, on a on a weekend in the morning. No. I, have things, I have places to be. I have well, alcohol to drink. I guess the difference is, even if we did record on a weekend morning to get it in, I still would have had to set an alarm to record at like like 11 a.m. Because I'm, I'm still working nights. We was coming. We was coming yeah. going up the hill. That's After fair. Being out all night. That's fair. But it's sweating alcohol. That's now I'd be up at like seven thirty in the morning for no reason at all. Bourbon like... coming out my pores. You talking about let's record? All Can right. You not? You know I mean, I'm still technically not recording in the morning. It's five p.m. here, <laughs> but you know, same shit. It's damn near dusk over there. Yes. yes. But like, even like record, like recording immediately after work. Is like is kind of hard for me too, just mentally. Like I just had a long day of work, and like jumping right into it. Like I would, I would prefer. Like obviously we can't because you're the the five hour difference. But I would prefer like we did back in the day, like when we recorded like seven thirty at night on the weeknights or eight eight o'clock. But right. we can't do that because you're over there. So it's like trying to just find all the time that works. And if a weekend day works and putting out Monday consistently, and Trying to set up Saturday, Sunday to record. Don't now we have forty eight hour window instead of a thirty yeah. minute window a week. Listen, yeah. it's it's hard because I have I'm trying to like get the baby on a sleep schedule, and so I have to get him in bed between eight and ten p.m. Mm-hmm. But if I get out of bed before he's knocked out, he wakes right up like within five minutes. Where where are you at? Yo, you back here immediately. <laughs> literally he'll start to wake up and he does this and he taps around until he hits me and if you don't hit me you just hear him i'm like come on son like i can't even go pee like but then it's crazy because once he's knocked out i can get out of bed i can move around but usually that's after a few hours so i just gotta chalk it up to the game i'm time, a mom trying to put his ass in a crib we're not there yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he may be he may be a nine month close, but we can't really do that till he's about six months. So <laughs> he, he said that because he ain't got to be there. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna be calling him four in the morning. Yo, come get him. You said to put him in the crib, huh? Come get him. Get on the plane. Come get him. Well, with SIDS, doctors tell you not to until they're at least six months. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, we can put him in the like he has a. a bassinet in our bedroom mm. that's where like you know what i mean but in his crib crib not until he's at least six months until he can fully roll over on his own he can't sleep without us yeah. being able to like yeah so such is life <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our youtube channel apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify how many stars five stars don't be a hater <laughs> five thanks five stars what up y'all how have y'all been Alive. Alive? Well, just alive? Well, that's it? That's that's the bare minimum. I like, mean... What the fuck do you mean alive? Yeah. Better than the alternative. <laughs> what, what more can you say? Outside is closed. 
um, niggas can't have any kind of fucking fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, Thanksgiving was fun. We ate a lot. We ate a lot. Um, but that's it. All right, so I, I cooked again this year. Last year I cooked. I cooked again. How my mother cooked this year? I was up to like four a.m. Turkey, mac and cheese, stuffing, the whole thing. Like I was, I was just, I was sitting up, I was sitting up here, with, I was sitting up here thinking to myself, yo, I'm just gonna come home next year for Thanksgiving. Like I'm not doing this shit no more. This shit is no. it was trash. Like people know that I know how to cook, especially my mother. She's like, oh, you gonna help? <laughs> What, what it's awful. What time did you wake up on Thanksgiving? If you were up till four in the morning, like ten. I don't sleep. I don't sleep much anyway. I sleep. I sleep. I sleep six, seven hours. I'm straight. See, my father. My father told me he woke up at four or five to start cooking. So, what do you think? What do you think is better? Would you rather go to sleep at four or wake up at four to start cooking? Or to... I've done it both. Well, now that I've done it both ways, um, I'd rather just stay up and do it. I, I'll, I'll be up. I'll be up at night anyway. Yeah. So I'd rather just do it then and go to sleep and wake back up. Word. You know what I mean? Especially in this house. The three, nobody in this house sleeps, you know. Like these niggas be up till like two, three in the morning, just, <laughs> just up. So I was like, "Fuck it, let's just stay up and do this." Shit. Like, see, so I started prepping two days before. So then I got up at eight the day of Thanksgiving and started cooking, and we ate at about like three forty-five. Mm, okay. Yeah, we probably ate at like three, three thirty. That's not about right. Yeah, we we I got through most of the, that twelve o'clock game. Well. Mm. <laughs> As boring as it was, ass whooping. Both games were ass. It was, um, it was entertaining. Sometimes ass whoopings are entertaining. So, <laughs> started watching the Dallas game, and then uh, another ass whooping. Yeah, I mean it was close for a little, and then. But nah, once it started getting out of hand, I just turned the box on. I said, oh, yeah. "There's got to be something else to do. Can't do it." But yeah, doing it both ways, I'd rather just stay up and do it because, well, it's just the three of us. We all grown here, so it's not like somebody gonna wake me up. Right, right. Like that, you right. know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, just wait. I, just get the shit done. I decided, like, because I, I don't really like turkey. I'm not a big turkey fan because it's hard to, it's hard to not be dry, right? Like, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta do a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I decided to yeah. buy a, a turkey breast, a big ass turkey breast, and crock pot yeah. that shit. Woo! It was tender, juicy, juicy. That shit was good. Kayla's Kayla's hyped. She's like, it's the best turkey I've ever had. I okay. <laughs> I I see you. But I'm just like, nah, it's just a crock pot. You literally just throw it. It's hard to fuck up crock pot meals. It really is. Yeah, that's very that's true. I'm like, I'm not gonna take credit for a crock pot. Did you did you stuff did you stuff it though? Nah, 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 nah. It was it was a breast. I, I mean, I guess I would have cut it open and all that. Hold that hole out. Some stuff in there. You ask I, I I ain't chef fucking boy R Ev like what <laughs> Like what? You, I ain't a cook. Like what you want me to do, yo? Yeah, <laughs> want me to make I made a honey glazed ham. Fire. Uh, what I do last year? I, oh, I fried chicken last year. I had no turkey last year. I, I fried some chicken, and mm. then uh, my mom was like, "She wanted turkey." I was like, "It's gonna take too long." And it was it was three of us here. She bought this big ass turkey for three people. It was like a fourteen pound joint. Why? Why? I bought a three pound ham. Why? That's it. We're better off just buying some turkey wings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big ass turkey legs like the amusement park. Mm-hmm. Like you get a medieval times. Yeah. Oh, damn. Back when we used to be able to go out and go places, leave the house. Remember the time? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I went out. I found I found something like where you could be spaced out and like you know what I'm saying still like leave your house. I went axe throwing the other day. Last Sunday I went. Axe so you got to make an appointment. Huh. 
you're in a joint by yourself. Everything else is partitioned off. Getting every 75 minutes, throw the axes, and then you Gucci, my nigga. 75 I've minutes. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, hour 15. That's a, that's you do a long time, right? To be throwing no. axes? Like, your arms, that's supposed to be a workout. They're mad light. They were less than 10 pounds. The motion was more than anything. Yeah, this for 75 oh, minutes, bro? So... So right, I go in there. I'm like, ah, it won't be that bad. So I got on, I got on Jordans, I got on jeans, I got on, I got on like a, I got on like a denim jacket and shit. I'm thinking, ah, it won't be that bad. It won't be, it won't be, it won't be cold. It won't be hot nothing in there. Ten minutes in, I said, oof. <laughs> yeah. And what came about that one? Like, I said, it's a little, it's a little warm in here, my nigga. Using muscles you don't really use, dog. Throwing axes, like what type of you a lumberjack? Like, what type of wait, wait, talk wait, about medieval now. times? It's not like throwing a ball or something like that. Like throwing a baseball, or don't like throwing like th- like doing a throw in the soccer is one thing. Like this axe is like you yeah. both your hands up, both your shoulders and all that. I said, like, "Come on, man, this is a lot." <laughs> How'd you do that? I've always wanted to do that. Oh no, no, I'm nice. You boys nice. <laughs> Matt, Matt bullseyes, my G. You know what I'm saying, I play like they had like different game setups. You'd like throw it around. I'm kind of nice. Hey, another useless skill. What the fuck? I need to throw an axe for. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Facts. You know what useless skill I have? What's that? When you like take a shower and you open up a brand new soap box and then you throw it from the shower into the little mini garbage can in your bathroom. I'd be I'd be knocking those all down, bro. I'd win a gold medal if that was an Olympic sport. That's so random. It's very random. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. Thank you for that admit. You're welcome. On a, on this wonderful Sunday. <laughs> Speaking of knocking down, let's talk about Nate Robinson. Oh, Jesus! Nate! So, like, the night Nate. started, like, I watched, did, you watch, did you watch the whole thing? Like, did you watch I, the whole event? I didn't watch any of it. Yes, so, yes. So, Trilla, like, they dropped the bag. They had the nigga that used to the Showtime, uh, Rollo Manalo. Um, they had Sugar Ray uh, Leonard up there. They had uh, a guy from UFC. Israel Adesanya, he's, he's a champion right now. Yeah. Jim Gray, uh, who does all, who does a bunch of shit for Showtime. Michael Buffer, the, less ready to get, the Let's Get Ready to Rumble dude. Like, they dropped the bag on this event. Like, they had everything. It came out really, came Don't forget really about well. the performances. They had Wiz. Wiz Khalifa. Uh, French and French and Sway Lee did Unforgettable. Yo, see, man, they, Snoop they, did a set. No, it was uh, it wasn't. Oh yeah, it was Sway Lee. Where was uh, Slim Jimmy? They couldn't trade Slim Jimmy or French Khalifa. French Khalifa. Let me try this again. What's happening in your mind? Oh, fuck. They couldn't She's trade like, French Montana <laughs> for Slim Jimmy. Jumping up and down inside <laughs> his head. He out of They man. couldn't trade, yo. Nobody needed French Montana on our TVs. I mean, he was available, you know what I mean? Of sure. course he was. I mean, what the fuck was that much. nigga doing? He don't have a career no more. Yeah, it's true. It's a good, it's a good point. Uh, he just put out a tape. Don't do French like that. He just put out Coke Boys 5. Nobody knows that, but I mean, it happened. You know what I mean? It happened. Thank you. I believe you. Um, I promise. Right. <laughs> got a, got a sure Jimmy did. up there. Um, but yeah, you know, they had, they had live performances. Snoop did, uh, Snoop did commentary. Yeah. Snoop was a... Yo, he he could give you a strong 15 stand-up set. He was out there killing him. I heard he was the best part of it all. No. Yeah, he was the winner what, of the what? night. Definitely. Nate Robbins well, yeah. is a loser. He fought Jake Paul, famous YouTuber, who I've never seen until 
um, he fought the first time. Um, much bigger. No, not not much bigger than Nate. Big Maybe enough. Nate is five nine. Big Maybe enough. Big, bigger enough. Yeah, but like they weighed about the same. He had a few inches on him, but like I thought, I thought Nate was like an NBA five nine. So I thought he's like five seven or some shit in it, like without the shoes on. Oh uh, yeah. But he looked like he looked like he, they were still like you know the same size, or whatever. Um. Nate, Nate fought like he was like it was MMA and football mixed together. He tried to tackle the nigga. Yo, you know what I'm saying? And he wasn't he, he wasn't defending himself. Nothing. Yo, it said he was training six days a week. Like, what part of your training involves a jump punch? He was he was just doing cardio <laughs> and, and weights, my nigga. Look, look like, good. Who cardio taught him the jump punch? <laughs> like, yo, he looked like little. What is it? What was so your name? And knocked in, in, knock, in a punch out mini Mac. Was that his name? Mini Mac. Yeah. That's what he's uh, yeah, little Mac or whatever. <laughs> so, Yo. so Nate, he, Nate, Nate gets knocked down once in the first, right? He gets he gets dropped once, legit. Okay, it, it looked then, a little bit then, behind the head. He thought it, it was, but yeah, he's coming right behind you. What are you jump punching? He go, he go, Nate. He go run at the nigga like he about to tackle him for like he running for a touchdown. Misses him, trips and falls again. Ref looking at him like, what are you doing? Get up, get up. And then here come round two. He in there swinging wild again. Jake Paul do this overhand right. Wasn't even looking. Like his head turned the wrong way. He closed his eyes. He just threw the joint. Hit Nate right on the button. Nate went down in the heat. Jesus. So, Nigga said it's racism. No, <laughs> I, I, told, I told niggas on Twitter, I said, this, if uh, Nate loses, it's racist. This whole fight racist. <laughs> I, that anti-blackness. I think he Going said he, he's a Trump. He voted for Trump too. So what? I said, yeah. I feel like I heard he voted for Trump too. He may have. But, but now Jake Paul gas. He he he, uh, he beat up a former pro athlete in a fight. So now he gas. I heard he called out Connor. I was busy laughing. He did to see what they he did. actually said. He called out Connor. Okay. <laughs> the uh, fuck around getting octagon with Connor. He can get his ass hurt. Nate Nate went night night. Ooh, did he ever? Nah. He was off. He was off. He was off a good forty-five seconds too. For that's his new nickname, Night Night Nate, Night Night Nate. And you know it was bad too. Like I knew he was out as soon as as soon as he got hit because his whole body just went went stiff. Like he didn't protect himself going down or nothing. Arms at his side, he just went down like a tree, like a tree. Ugh. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. He went down like Manny did against uh, uh Juan um, Manuel Marquez. Yes. That's how bad. It is. Same same way. Oh, Just ran into right. How does Nate Robinson bounce back from this? No pun intended. <laughs> I hope he stays off the internet for like a week and a half. Because look, ooh, they, they yeah, he gotta stuff. let he, he gotta let folks get to the jokes. They was fire his ass up last night. They had a uh, he put roll a over for the fight. Talking about he's doing this for his NBA brothers. He gonna make none. He don't he don't represent us. Mm-mm. I don't I don't know that nigga. <laughs> Steph trying to be all positive. Oh, you gonna shock the world? Then, then here goes Steph on Twitter. Oh, get up, Nate. You okay? <laughs> All right. And he out. He's out cold, my G. That's a wrap. Oh, that's a wrap. Of course. So and then here come, here come Aisha. Oh, you know, he he didn't want to do something different. I don't think Nate feel that way, Aisha. He got knocked <laughs> out. I don't think he feels that way. You know what I'm saying? I think he feels really bad about this. He went for the world to see. He got knocked. Like out, like uh, not like not like he got knocked out, got dropped. He couldn't get back up. No, no. Oh <laughs> man! What about the smell of salts? Yo, they were doing the post-fight interview. 
with Jake Paul. And Nate Robinson was still in the ring. Stumbling around. <laughs> Stumbling, bumbling. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Goofy ass. Oh. I, I knew when he came out in Knicks clothes, he was going to lose. I knew it. <laughs> I knew when he came out in Knicks clothes, he was going to lose, my name. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so bad. Drop his ass. Drop his ass, boy. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and the main event was a struggle fest. Well, the two like, fights before the Nate fight were were really good fights. They were. By, they were. By they, good they boxers. Good yeah, yeah. So those were really good fights. So like, I felt like I felt entertained there. Then the main event. Go ahead. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. Mm-mm-mm. Mike, old ass niggas. Mike looked good for somebody who was fifty four and just lost hundred pounds. Like, wasn't tired after the first round. Like, was able to throw punches all eight. Here come Roy, look, looking like somebody's daddy, out of shape, just just holding on for dear life. He want to take he want to take that punch to the face. Holla. Every time I got close, he he clutching, holding on, holding tight. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> Stay with me. The ref, the ref trying to break him apart and. And you can see Roy. You can see it in Roy's face. Who he running? I said, "Look at him. He's scared to death." He's <laughs> hobbling. To death. He was hobbling. He was hobbling to the ring. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. He looked at like he in his fifties. He walked like he walked like he's fifty eight. He only fifty. <laughs> he only about to turn sixty. He's crazy. Well, he box, no. He did box a lot longer than Mike Tyson. He just stopped a few years yeah. ago. Uh, yeah, I think his last fight was two years ago. He fought some nigga in Russia. He did. That's the only place I would give him a license to fight was fucking Russia. Oh shit! That's sad. Um, but nah, Rose on on his on his on his bicycle running or holding the whole fight. Yeah. He tried to get people. He he threw his hands a little bit when Mike wasn't near him, like to let him know you still had the hand speed. He gave him a little no look. Tried to throw a no look with no power. <laughs> nah, I seen Roy throw <laughs> no look back in payday, putting thing on the ground. He, he can't do that no more. He old now. But uh, Mike was hitting him in the body. I know his I know his ribs hurt. He was getting hit by all night. Instead of, instead of he because he, he didn't want to take that punch to the face. Yeah. I think if he had got if Mike had hit him in the jaw like he was hitting him in the hit him in the ribs, he'd have been he'd have been asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and they called it a draw. The pro- professional fighters that acted as judges. Like I, I feel like that was always gonna be the case. Cause I'm watching some of these rounds and I'm looking at the bottom, like somebody had it 10 10. I'm like, come on, what are you doing? Like, let's be real right. about this. You can't be real. It was probably more of a respect thing, I would assume. But we all know Mike won it. Carried him. Yeah. Mike, Mike was looking. Mike was looking. Mike was looking for the big one too. He, he was throwing that uppercut a few times. He throw that hook a time or two. I said, "Oh, he's looking for it. He out here hunting for the for the big punch." What is this Legends League? They I didn't realize this was a thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just gonna be old niggas fighting each other. I hope not. But it was, was a lot of clutching, a lot of grabbing. I was entertained, man. Yeah, you because know, of Snoop. Oh, Snoop. Snoop and Snoop oh, had me up there hollering. Call the Amber Lamb. I want him in the booth for everything. The news, regular games. Super Bowl. Super Bowl yeah. Finals. Everything. <laughs> that is hilarious. Just up there high as a kite. High as hell. Just, you know, up there living. Yeah, yo. Like, we don't got to be so it's sports. We don't got to be so serious all the damn time. That's my right. one beef with sports is everything so damn serious. Only thing I hated was the uh, 
the fake crowd noise. I hate that shit. You know, I don't know why. No, no. I don't know right. why they're doing this across the globe with sports. Like, we don't need this filtering the noise. Maybe it's to make the players feel better. I don't know, but they definitely it's definitely a lot. All right. Will you watch the next one? Probably, especially especially because I can't, we can't go no goddamn player. <laughs> but we don't know when it would be. I would assume the next one would probably be because Mike ain't fighting every. He's not months. fighting every six months, man. Six months, <laughs> right, right. So I would assume the pandemic would be close to over by the time <laughs> this happens again. And, if, and I, let me tell you something. If the pandemic's Look close you to assume, over, man. Out, guess what I won't be doing? Watching anything on TV. I'll be out in these streets. <laughs> when, when we can go back outside, I don't want to watch TV ever the fuck again. Might not never. Ever again. I'm already over it. I'd, I'd barely be watching. I'm be honest with y'all. I'd barely be watching TV. So, yeah. It's my only connection to the world mm. at this point. <laughs> Have y'all watched? We just watched so many shows. Did y'all watch the uh, Dave Chappelle? Yeah. Yes. Unforgiven. Yeah, I saw. Unforgiven I on Instagram. Very I don't good. know where else he put it. Did he put it on YouTube? I think I think it's just on Instagram, on his on his Instagram. I think it's the only place he put it. Y'all gonna not stream Chappelle show? I mean, I wasn't gonna stream it to begin with, but no. I already have, I already got the DVDs. Same, <laughs> but I've been had those. I've been had those since like '05. Yeah, yep. It's I need con- to get a, a cleaner version because I know my my DVDs is probably ripped up to shreds somewhere. Are they? <laughs> you know, you keep them they in gotta the be. case. Fifteen year old DVD. This should gotta be done so by now. But they're in the case, no. Scratch up as much as much as I used to watch Chappelle Show when when I had it in, in school. All I used to do was get high and watch Chappelle Show when I was in college. As long as you take care of your stuff, Eric. Anyway, I think that Chappelle made a lot of great points, and and then I watched right after that a video of Cat Williams speaking on the same thing about what happened to Dave yeah, years too. ago, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of just tied it all together together full circle for me, and it's crazy what they. How the industry really keeps how they portray them, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know what's funny too, hearing Kat talk about it and how how I kind of revered him for how how he how he handled it all. It's why he doesn't like Kevin Hart. it's 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 the the way that two of them handle business is like two sides it's it's opposite. It's two sides of the same point. like Dave's like, I'm not doing nothing I don't want to do. and Kevin Kevin wants to be a billionaire, so he he do a bunch of shit he want to do. And he yeah. he kind of he filters even his comedy is filtered through that lens of wanting to be the uh, the business empire instead of you know just being a comedian. Right. You know, Dave got his bread just being himself and doing the shit he wanted to do. You know, Kevin went about it a different way because he wanted something different. It's not better or worse; it's just different. But every time you hear Kevin Hart talk bad, we hear Cat talk bad about Kevin. It's because of that. Yeah. Well, that I think he's funny. <clears throat> Yo, I keep muting the mic and like I got like post nasal drip going on right now. It just came out of nowhere. It wasn't like this this morning. Just came out of nowhere. Fun times. Um, (laughs) Take the vitamin C, nigga. You mad frail out here. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, Should these contracts should be illegal, right? Like I get, I get it's legal because you signed it, but. Putting these type of contracts even on the table should be illegal. I think it's standard, honestly. From how how he Here's, made it sound, it sounds like that's what they do to everybody, and that's what's even worse. That's my point. They should it be is. illegal. It is. Think about taxes. 
think about tax law in the country. It is not written for the normal, regular, average day citizen like ourselves to understand. Nobody understands their taxes. You either use TurboTax or you hire somebody else who speaks that language because it's basically Chinese and you absolve yourself of it because you don't fucking understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Contracts are the same ways. They're, they're, they're written in legalese. Nobody of average or above average intelligence who doesn't do that for a living understands what the hell's written there. That's a fact. And then you you figure you get these young artists, these young entrepreneurs, these young um, performers in front of all these white lawyers, these white owners, these white corporations, and it's hundreds of pages of contracts. Mm -hmm. So you hire somebody to read them and tell you what's what. Mm -hmm. They explain it to you, and then you have a choice to make. Well, more times than not, they all know each other, yeah. especially if they're entertainment right. lawyers. I mean, the entertainment industry itself ain't but a, co a couple thousand people at best that are, you know, kind of top of top of the top of the food, top of the scrap heap, and then you add in the people that handle the business end of it, contracts, um, any kind of you know binding agreements. It's probably even less people than that that, that handle all that that are within that that bubble of people. They all know each other. They all know. To an extent, what the contracts write, read, because you, you probably get a, a lawyer that doesn't handle entertainment law. Right. It's right. probably a totally different language to them, because lawyers specialize in different things. They don't all just know everything about every you know policy, statute, or law right. that's in the country. You know what I mean? So you get you get you add all that together, you get you get a bad situation where there's people that you hire that are still conspiring against you, in a certain extent, because they need you to sign this contract. Because they need they cut, mm -hmm. and they need to keep that relationship with. There's probably what five companies now that run entertainment: Disney, Viacom, yep. Comcast, yep. Apple to a certain extent, and there's one or two. There's probably another one or two I'm missing, but everything falls within those four or five groups. Yeah. So you you get you get one of those umbrellas. Oh, and Universal for music. Yep. Well, you fall into one of those groups. It's like well, Com Comcast. Sorry. Universal is a one company too. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Them niggas too. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> like, you know, you you get there, you you in the office of one to the five. You know what I mean? And what what are you gonna do about it? Nothing. Music's the same way. Like everything makes its way back to Universal for music. And if you're in TV or any kind of medium where it's you know visual, either at Disney. Or you're a Warner, and I, I feel like this, Icon CBS. This Dave. goes back to the conversation where the bigger artists need to be independent, or find yeah find find a way to kind of make it make it their own. Yeah, right. But I don't know how a comedian does that. Like I, I I've seen how artists do it, musical artists. I'm not sure how that translates to comedy. It's it's different because. How to, how you go about getting your con your comedic content out there it could be so different. You could be, you could be a stand up nigga and just be on the now definitely, but yeah. back then, back then, you, right? You, up and be you needed on. television. Well, once you go into TV, you're going into one of those umbrellas. It's not like being a stand up comedian. You've converted over into being a, under one of those big umbrellas if you go into TV. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. back then, because you didn't have another medium to go to. Yeah, yeah. And like your name and your likeness someone else can own like he can't even yep. name it the Chappelle show and mm -hmm. i mean we've seen this 
across the board with like I first noticed it when I was younger with wrestling and like Razor Ramon and Diesel went over to WCW and became just their real, real name, Scott Hall, real Kevin, name. Nash. Scott Hall Kevin Nash. Yeah. And like uh, X-Pac or what, what was his name? One, two, three kid before he went over and became X-Pac. Six, X-Pac. X-Pac, yep. six, pop, something like that. And it's like, oh, the name changes and you can't, you, you, you don't own the likeness, your character. You your have to change it over. Uh, intellectual property yep, of whoever yep. it comes from. You know what I'm saying? So you don't even own that. Like, mm-hmm. and if you, shit, if you use your real name, depending on where you go, yeah, you hit either way. You know what I mean? So, and these companies, you know, they're putting money into you. So I guess I get them wanting to take a cut. They deserve a cut, even if you want to take a bigger slice of the pie. But it should be there should be more term contracts. After two years, you don't own this shit no more. We get back to the negotiation table. There should be more of that. And it's I, crazy for wrestlers because they're 1099. Who's they're, all, they're independent contractors. They're independent contractors. They're not. Oh. They're not like on a W two or nothing like that. They're ten ninety nine, and to be an independent contractor and not own your IP is even crazier. So I know yeah, those ten ninety nine is wild. Yeah, because yeah, because you're probably signed under just your real name, and the writers are in the room now pitching shit, and now you got the writers' room for wrestling and doing all that. I, with with your using your real name as a show like. I mean, I guess he could do call it the Dave Chappelle or the Chappelle Experience or Chappelle. He could call it something with his name. Name and title, son. It's probably that would be that that would be wild. Right. And the way that Cat Williams explained it was, the original contract agreed to pay Dave out fifty percent of what they made, and then they ended up making something like five hundred million dollars, and it was way more than the contract had ever expected to be paid out. Yep. So they came back to the table and said, well, you made way more than we expected you to. So instead of giving you 50%, we're going to give you 10. And that's where that 50 kept coming from. People kept talking about mm. back in the day that he walked away from. So to go from, I, I made you 500. I, I anticipate getting 250. So no, hold, hold 200 less than you thought you might be able to get from us. Due to this, due to you making so much more than you, we thought you would. We don't think you deserve that much of it. Take your little 10% and be huh. happy. I wonder how that was even legal. Even with the contract. There's always, there's always the clause. It could have been a scale, honestly. They it yeah. could have been on the slide and scale. He just didn't realize it when he signed the deal. So, and then they took it a step further and said, when he left the show, um, and this is what he was talking about, they were like, you know, um, basically, like, we'll destroy your credibility. By the time you leave this office, people will think you're a crackhead. And sure enough... They did. That those rumors, yeah, those rumors started to float. He said, and, and then, well, they both said it. Um, obviously knows knows him pretty well to know this that they was devout Muslim back then. Didn't smoke or drink. Mm-hmm. Well, he surely does now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can hear it in his voice. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, his voice is like octaves lower now than it was from uh, back then. Yeah. Well, that and you see him smoking every time he steps on the stage. He chain smoking. He was on Rogan. They was smoking weed on Rogan. Um, talk, somebody said, oh, it was Chris Rock. He was talking about when he went up there. Because, you know, he did the, the shit all summer where people were coming up there to perform. Yeah. In Ohio. Yep. He said they was up there doing shrooms and shit. So, you know, 
He just like, that's what they're living now. You know, they rent. Uh, you know, Dave's got his family. All his friends are probably either single or married. So the, all the families come up there, all the all the bachelors come up there, you know, chasing. Just get high, do 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 some performing and have a good time. Right. Yeah, there's there's just there's gotta be there's gotta be a better way to do business, man. And I know, you know, he was kind of praising Netflix for taking it off of taking Chappelle show off of Netflix because they can make more money of they can make more money from him. Oh, yeah, probably yeah, they yeah. would make from their yeah, cut yeah. of Chappelle's show. So that's that's part of it, you know, but Yeah. And it's it's it is it's good business to make the people you're doing business with happy. <laughs> that's just good right. business. They gave him damn near a hundred, you know, to do to make all that shit of stand, you know, do all the stand up there. Why are you gonna rock the boat? Right. It don't, right. It, I mean, it ain't no sweat off their back not to have something posted up there that's not theirs anyway. You know, they got they had to pay to license it out. So what's the big deal? Just take the shit down. It makes their life easier. They don't lose one of their biggest draws to the platform. Yeah. Yeah. And they get to like he said um, on Unforgiven, he was like, you know, if I do, if I make another show in the future, it'll be on Netflix. That's right. All, that's all they needed, right? That's a no brainer. It's yeah. a no brainer. Yeah. He's already got four specials like, up here. He churns them out. Yep. Okay, just just take it. Shit, I think you he's got need... five. Shit, he might. And that was all the last two, three years. Yep. That so, sounds like the definition of no fucks given to me. No, that nigga don't care. He, he, Dave know he's going to make his money regardless. <gasps> Kevin Hart? Unlike. Unlike me, Kevin, me, Hart. Kevin Hart. I, I... Let's talk about how bad of a person he is. Have, have you watched? Have you watched the uh, the doc he did? Yes, I watched it on doc. Netflix. Have you watched it? Yep, Yo. I watched it. So, I watched it. It's pretty good. He's he's a bit moody, you know. Yeah. People 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 accuse me and Evan of having short man syndrome because we're not six foot. But Kevin Hart really got short man syndrome. He like five four. He's perpetually upset about something, and I just don't get it. Like mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You make, he you make markets himself as mm. being like short and bubbly and I tell yeah. jokes, but then he's led us into his world and he really mistreats every single person around him, his kids, his wife, his friends, the people who he employs. What's to like at this point? You're talking about Kevin Hart or are you talking about Ellen? Yeah, same, same thing. <laughs> you can swap them out, mismatch them. They're friends, aren't they? Yeah, one's one's a white woman, one's one's a black man, but you know they they act the same way, right? Entitled and upset, perpetually mm-hmm. upset. They mm-hmm. too rich to be to be upset all the time. Way too rich. Like I I don't understand. No, no, I think that um, and and Kevin keeps doubling down on his bad behavior. Like apparently in the stand up, and I didn't watch it because I I don't find him funny. I haven't found him funny since. Uh, I don't know. Maybe his first two stand-ups, however many a, years a, ago that was. His first three or four were pretty good. Once yeah. he went, he went totally clean. I was like, oh. I, I watched no. it. I, I enjoyed it. I laughed. I, I'm not like I don't think it's groundbreaking stuff. Like you know, he's no Dave Chappelle. He's no Chris Rock. But I enjoyed it. I laughed for what it's worth. Right. Um, people dragged him because he referred to his 12-year-old daughter as a hoe. Um, they dragged him because he basically 
in a roundabout way said he's sad that he can't cheat on his wife in peace anymore because everybody found out. Um, he kind of blamed it on his friends. He, oh, he definitely, and especially definitely blamed it on his friends. So he did it again on the, on the stand up, blamed his friends again. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Uh, he just he calls his son stupid in in roundabout ways. Like it's the same to me as it as I watch people describe it. It's the same thing he does in every stand up. My son's stupid. My daughter's acting fast for her age. I want to cheat on my wife in peace, even though she just had a brand new baby five minutes ago with me and was on television bawling her eyes out because I cheated on her. Um, I got in a car accident I shouldn't have lived through and I'm still being a piece of shit. I blame my friends for getting caught cheating because they should have stopped me from cheating. Um, You people who I employ wouldn't have shit without me. Like, I just don't see, like... I don't see him being somebody who I want to give dollars to in any way, shape, or form. Now, from watching his the doc he did, I, I knew I knew about him blaming his friends for cheating in Vegas. Like he was like, my people weren't around, so there was like, he he basically was like, they weren't around, so I did dumb shit. So there was nobody that stopped me. Yeah. I remember that from the special. That made me laugh. I was just like, hmm. If you're gonna change, hey man, if you're gonna change shit, they can do what you want. Don't blame it on nobody else. Just go do it. You, know what you would think. You would think different if he had said it. If he had said it like as a joke, like in a stand-up routine, I would be like, okay, he's just being he's just being stupid, being funny. But when he was talking about it um, on the doc he did, like he was dead serious. It was like, no, I yeah. and it's their fault because they weren't around. He begged all these niggas to go. They were all like, no, we got shit to do. We're not going to Vegas with you on a on a on a Tuesday on a whim. I got shit to do. Like I have to still actually work. I'm not rich like you. I got shit to do. He's like, okay, I'm still going. He fucks up. It is their fault. Fuck out of here, nigga. Only you know I don't think I think he took some yes he said he probably wouldn't have cheated if they were there but I don't I don't want I don't want to go as far as saying he blamed him 100% and said all that I just I feel like it was more like I would have been doing other shit if my friends were here and I kind of need that support which is don't a deeper him. problem it's a deeper problem for sure but yeah, I, I don't, don't I don't want to say he own it yeah. you did it own it I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he owned it a little bit. My niggas wanted to run. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to knock off the bottle. God, yes, you would. Stop it. Get out of here. Get out of here. Nigga. So then I don't I don't know if you guys are familiar with Clubhouse, right? It's the yeah. new social media yeah. platform where you yeah. can like have like open forum conversation like, yeah, type right of now shit. It's invite only because it's still beta. It's, it's in its beta. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's invite only. Yeah. So so somebody created a room to talk about Kevin Hart and how unfunny he is. And Kevin Hart joined the room and they ended up going at it. So basically it was a bunch of black women basically telling him like, yo, you're not funny. And you literally referred to your daughter as a hoe. Like we have a problem with that. And he was like, so he addressed it on his Instagram and he was like, I didn't refer to my daughter as a hoe. I called my hoes and I asked my hoes, was this hoe like behavior? And they said, yeah. So I said, my daughter was exhibiting hoe like behavior. It's always gonna be a soft spot when you talk about kids and promiscuity or the thought of it. The, the joke and was funny enough to get it all. The joke was every week his daughter came in and liked a new boy and was over another boy the following week. That was part of that was the setup to the joke to that punchline there. So he said he got on the phone with his whole friends and asked, "Is this whole like behavior?" I don't know. I, I think people get outraged over fucking everything. I'm not gonna get I, outraged over comedy. You want to call him a shitty person for the way he portrayed himself 
yeah, he's probably a fucking shitty person. Again, comedy though, that's like if we don't have comedy, what do we fucking have? No, no, I, I, I get it, but it's that. not funny. That's what I'm it's my not, point is, like it's not funny enough to get it off. Yeah, it's not funny, and it's the same like all his comedy now. That's the point is like people are trying to make is like the family comedy is funny. When you talk about your family, it's hilarious. That's that's most people's bread and butter in comedies, talking about their own personal experiences. But Kevin's comedy has gotten pushed up against a wall to where it's literally I talk badly about my daughter I talk badly about my son I talk about wanting to cheat on my wife and that's just it it's like a sick look that's all he does because we know he mistreats people in real life especially his family members his friends the people who work for him like this is documented stuff when he makes jokes about it it's it's even less funny to me because it's like you're Mm -hmm. Normally, I would think you're being facetious, you're just telling a joke, but now I'm like, yo, you're telling a joke about some shit you actually do. Like, we know you want to be actively cheating on your wife. The only thing stopping you is everybody's watching you because you constantly talk about cheating on your wife. That's a fair point. I I guess I'm taking it for what it is, the jokes part of it, but when you're adding in all the other shit, okay, that makes sense. I I understand. If if you wanted to just tell jokes, don't let everybody in your life. You know what I'm saying? Just get up there, tell your jokes, and go home. Yeah, you can't have both ways. This is the Nicki Minaj effect. People started to really dislike Nicki Minaj when she got on social media and started showing her personality. Up until that point, people loved her as an artist, loved her as a rapper. Now you see arguments all the time about the way she behaves, who she keeps around her. She married a sex offender. She did this, she did that. She supported her sex offender brother and tried to get him out on bail. All these things, people, a lot of people started to dislike her. It's the same thing with Kevin Hart. When he was just a comedian and we couldn't kind of like see past the fourth wall type of thing, people yeah. liked him. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. Now? We, we talked about this a lot, separating the art from the, the artist. And I do that all the time with everything. So I think that's just part of, I don't know if it's something in my fucking mental <laughs> that I just don't even think about the other shit. When I'm, focused, about it, honestly. when I'm focused but, on the one thing, but I, I, I get it. I get it. But that's their fault. Like as artists, they know they have to kind of integrate their so- social into their persona, their brand or whatever. But once you let people in too much, they know, they know it too much about you. That mystique is gone. Now they put up everything against the person you are. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do we know about Chris Rock? Like we know he likes music. He likes Kanye West. He cheated on his wife. Cheated on his wife. Nobody cared because they don't know much about him. And he kept it moving. He was with some young girl when he got divorced. They're not together no more. Nobody cares because Chris Rock had to tell his jokes. He go the fuck away. Or if he's up on socially Mm -hmm. talking about comedy, something comedy related, or one of his friends that's in comedy. That's all you get. But but to, to be fair, Chappelle got some backlash. About his oh, unforgiven thing because people yeah. are like, you know, yeah, you yeah. tell people, you know, with the transgender community, he has some backlash yep. about that and yep. what he said about LGBTQ. And mm-hmm. they they said, oh, you're telling people it's just jokes. Don't have your mm-hmm. feelings hurt. But then you're coming on talking about how you have your feelings hurt. So he was getting some backlash there. Again, I think, um, well, I think two people, well, people revered Dave higher as a comedian than they do Kevin Hart. So they let him get off whatever you want to get off because they think he's still funny. He still is. Or right. now that kind of come out of this, he's come out a little bit more. He's When he gets on stage, now he's just talking to people. He's not telling jokes anymore. But he's such, he's such a compelling speaker that people don't care. Right. 
We just want they just want to hear from him. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart ain't that, and he know that. No. So he no. he get up here, you know, he 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 in these commercials. He you know he he running these miles for Nike, putting out some sneakers. You know what I mean? It's it's very sellout ish. It's like anything that throws a check at him, he'll do. I feel like we're gonna see him doing a lot of tap dancing throughout the years because the t- talent wrestling. is running out. <laughs> it's it's Don't you worry. That it's worry. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't it's, know if he's he not it's plucky it. enough to get it off. It's going to be great. He's not Eddie. You know, no. He's not Martin. But that dress coming. You know, put that nigga in a dress, just like Tyler did. And and then, so he <laughs> stuck his foot in his mouth even worse, you stupid, in, in, in the clubhouse forum. <laughs> because when people started coming at him about the things that he was saying in his stand-up and that he actually does in real life. Yeah. I guess one of the women had said something to him and he was like, you guys always want to like put down other black people. Look at Bill Cosby. Look at R. Kelly. Oh. <laughs> See? And, then... and so that's where things took a really bad turn. Oh, why would See he do that to, to himself? Because he talked too much. He always want to be right. Sit down. Shut there up. There were no other examples. He could have not, not went in. He could have not went in there. He could have just left well, it alone. Well, yeah, yeah. First of all, all right. like it's mad simple. Yo, there's a room over here where people are shitting on you. <laughs> Let's go in there. <laughs> Do you want to join? Go. No thanks. I'll pass. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna mind my business. Whatever y'all say about me, I'm minding my business. Go ahead. There's probably there's probably chat rooms and clubhouse talking about eating ass shit. He could have went in there just like everybody else do. Talked about that for 20 minutes. Not Kevin. Oh, they said, I'm he could have found, found a room to cheat on his wife in peace in, but no, he chose. You know, he showed right. He showed right in there. They talking bad about me. What they saying? Let's find out. Lo and behold, they on his head, boy. I love. Him. Oh, Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. Oh, and why did he go there? Yeah, he went to the I, worst this, he could find. I'm sure there's other black men that have been mistreated in this country. <laughs> and that, I'm and sure. That, Right, and that were actually innocent. He went to the two that were guilty as sin. He went to the top two. The niggas that actually did it. Let's talk about these two. Let's talk about this one for Mark Keller. They both did it. Let's talk about them, dumbass nigga. Oh Kevin man, Hart, he needs to go and and really reevaluate his his behavior because it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, then he did his shit. No fucks given, but clearly. Clearly, no. give, give, all the give the pun. <laughs> all of them, actually. You, if you, think you about care it. a lot, you little nigga. Like, all fucks given. All, all four feet of you. He'd be upset, don't he? That little nigga be upset, boy. I don't understand. Angry he to rich be upset. He's too sure rich to be just upset. He got a girl that's a regular. He got he got a regular sized girl that's beautiful. He's still angry every day. He had that grown ass woman. Crying on national television sure about him cheating on her. Oh, you know what? See, and this is back. why. And she went this back. is why I support people dating for superficial reasons because <laughs> you'd have married a short nigga and now he got you crying on national television because he cheated on you. Stop his little ass out and go find you a six foot man. At least if he cheats on you, he's still six feet tall. And I'm mostly kidding, but like halfway not. Like but, because why? You know he got the great equalizer though. Got that paper. He got the he got the money. He had right. the money. But if you're marrying for money, 
Or if you're marrying, if you're marrying someone with money, knowing how rich they are, you kind of know, right? Nah, rich people have different relationship rules. For certain, right? they do. No, not, money not makes her, things different. That's why she was crying. She said, "I, I, I fell in love with this short little rich nigga, and look what he, look how he do me." That's why she crying. She, she feel disrespectful. She feel disrespectful. That's why she was crying. That's too bad. You have to, right? You have to know. You have to mentally go into it knowing that it's a high possibility. Even if you're hoping they don't. Well, I think I think uh, for her, too. Especially with his history. I was say, he cheated on his first wife. What you, what you think is going to be different for him? You know what I mean? You know? I don't know nothing but mostly broke middle-class men, and all they do is cheat. So I would never expect a millionaire not, not to cheat. I want to be included in, in this. I am. You niggas are crazy. A Listen. superstar. <laughs> a, gl- a global superstar. I missed it. I missed it. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the playback. That nigga retarded, but... I'm just trying to let y'all know. Listen, I'm a very realistic human being at this point. I'm a therapist. I hear a lot of shit in sessions. I have a lot of friends. I've lived a lot of life. I've been dating since I was 15. I don't expect majority of men to be faithful. And if they are, I think it's by sheer miracle. Because at least majority of you niggas get to the point of at least considering cheating. You sound like Kevin Hart's daughter right now, (laughs) B. He said, took all of this. Took all of this shit. Took all of it, nigga. And that so I, I, I would never <sighs> engage in a relationship with a multimillionaire and think that nigga wasn't going to cheat on me. Never. Yeah. But, but if she did marry him for love or whatever, I could see love. how being publicly cheated on in the face of the entire country would be very embarrassing and belittling and unfortunate. Um, if she married him for money, it will. Then why are you crying? You got what you wanted. Yeah, but but even if even if she didn't marry him for the money, again, logical decisions. When you, I know I tend to think, I tend to think more than I feel. But think about this shit. Like, all right, weigh the pros. Like, I don't know. Like, analyze situations. I don't fucking know. <laughs> here's here's my thing, right? Too. I think she was pregnant when it happened. Like yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. if you are that wealthy and that well known and you are going to cheat, the least you could do is do it in private and not get caught fucking in your car. <laughs> Wait, I missed the I car really part. That's a real do thing. not get caught fucking in your car, Kevin Hart. I missed the car I mean, part. When did that happen? There was photos that surfaced of him and some chick in a car. I I remember the hotel where his friend set him up. And then his man set him up too, yeah. See? He got trust issues. Kevin Hart got trust issues. Well, yeah, That's he true. trusted God to make him a normal sized man and look. <laughs> nah, that that was you know, that was that was, you know, that was a good little way of giving him comedy, you know what I'm saying? The gift of comedy. He didn't gift them, gift them hype. I don't know. Is there you know, any tall comedians? Like, you know, like... <laughs> I joke sometimes. I keep telling y'all that. <laughs> that short man needs to be angry at his legs and his knees for where <sighs> they fall short. It's not taking it out on the world. I, I, went out, I went out the other day, seen some big ass six foot. He looked like he's about six nine. He don't hoop. What he tall for? God got jokes. They'll make him coordinated. You six nine for no reason. Like six two, six three. 
that's like tall, like regular tall. Like you just, you know, the hoes like that. You know what I'm saying? But like you six nine, you don't hoop. What's the point? You need that. You can just touch the rim. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, but what's he, the point? But he don't got no coordination. He was like, he, he was out here running like he's stupid. He was out here running like he's special. Look bad. Coordination comes bad. in repetition. May take a few years yeah, in repetition, bad. but. I got jokes. Get that nigga in a gym and run back and forth. He don't fall over. Stupid. It's too late now. I got jokes. Made him talk for no reason. Hate to see. <sighs> that was Shame. good. That was good. Shame. <laughs> Did y'all watch a Fresh Prince reunion? Oh man. Parts of it. Oof. Ooh, they started talking about James Avery. I had to turn it off. They were trying to make me cry, my man. <gasps> the tears did flow with. Mm. I watched all of it. It was great. They had Janet Hubert in it the first time there. You know, she finally came back. Her and Will had some kind of, you know, reconciliation. You know what I'm saying? What I didn't know was that the second out there was supposed to be in it from the start. And then said no. Well, yep. I don't know if she was supposed to be in it from the start or they asked or her to she, audition. She asked her to audition. Asked her to audition, yeah. And she, she said no. She was like a TV a show with a rapper? No, no thanks. Nah. <laughs> and she, she saw this. She's like, uh, in typical auntie fashion, this saw, damn, this is cute. And started laughing. <laughs> My thing, I think Janet Huber is nuts. And <laughs> clearly. Out of goddamn. Time. I'm just gonna say because after this the session aired, people were like, We feel so bad for her. And listen, I wanna be very quick cl- like clear about this. Dark skinned black women get mistreated in Hollywood. Absolutely. There are nth degree amount of cases. Exactly. Is Janet Hubert one of them? No, because she acted like a rabid animal. Okay. She acted. Yo, she literally, they said that her behavior was so bad on that set. The production team couldn't speak to her. Mm-hmm. Will didn't speak to her. Carlton still won't be in a room with her. He left uh, when they brought her out on the reunion. She called him Will's tampon. She did. She did. And which I don't know, Alfonso Barrow from the Bronx. He's not taking this. Don't let all this. <laughs> like, That's a dirty nigga from the Bronx. Bro. Yeah, I noticed because like, they, they did the slow like slow motion of them hugging and stuff. I did notice Carlton wasn't there, but I didn't. I just nowhere I didn't think too deep into to it. That was by design. Wow. No, he still he still don't speak to her. Because if you I've seen like clips of him other places. They ask they ask about her. You know, he he'd be like, "It's crazy. Don't tell nobody. This is nuts." The, the the way that I hear the story, the, how she tells it is there was a lot going on in her personal life. Right. Yep. You know, yep. she, I think she was getting a divorce and she was pregnant, she was pregnant yep. and yep. a lot of stress. But she took that out on everybody around her. Yeah. And and but when you hear her talk about it, one, she comes off very like self-important and narcissistic in the way that she talks about it. And she takes no accountability for her actions. Like even leading up to her asking for more money, she wanted a bigger role in the show. She wanted more money and she was getting yeah. paid 500,000. It, 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 wasn't no, it wasn't no chump change. She, she was getting a nice little bag from being on right. TV. It might have been five, but it was probably six figures an episode. So she wasn't she hurt for nothing. You know what I'm saying? She behaved really poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And, and like they said, too, Will was 21 years old. Like, Yeah, he was, he was still a kid. When, like, I, I think he was, yeah, like he was 20, 21 when yeah. the show started. Mm-hmm. You come Maybe, in here treating me like shit? No, nah, no. Nah. And it's my show? Yeah. 
I get it. Beat it. But but my problem is is she's smart enough to know that if they got in a room together and she said the words to him, you labeled a black woman difficult and it carried with me throughout my career. That that he yeah, it backed him into a wall and and he took all the responsibility for it. And my thing is, while I think maybe he owed her an apology for some of it, she took no accountability yeah, for her behavior. Right. She was right. difficult. She was awful. Right. And, 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 and you know, it is fair. It's a fair, you know, fair thing to say, like, you did label me difficult and that carries because it's true. It, you know, it did carry with it. But that doesn't mean both weren't true either. Right. Right. One thing can be true. Yeah. You could be yes. a nightmare to be around and there could be a stigma from generations yes. of mistreatment that put me in a bad spot. Both those things can be true at the same time. Like, this could be society's fault and mine at the same time. Mm-hmm. I right. could be a nightmare person to be around. And then society can add an extra layer to it because of what I look like. Right. Don't put it all on society to just be, nah, nigga, you're crazy. Can we, right. can we, can we come to that? No, nah, we can't because this reunion, we all happy to be around each other? Okay. Only nigga one in front of was my nigga Alfonso Carlton. Only nigga not front. Not going to be around him. And, and I, after I watched that video of her calling him Will's t- tampon, I truly do understand it. I, I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. And because I think Will surprised them. I don't think he told them she was no, going I don't to be there until the last moment. And so that's when you, you see. see Alfonso's face. You see his face, right? And then they cut away. He was like. He was like, nah. nah. I gotta go. I gotta go. See, now I gotta rewatch it because I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah. But like every single cast member had an issue with her, but she specifically like took it out on Will because it was his show, yeah. but then also wanted a bigger role on the show. Well, you were the mom. What bigger of a role is called the Fresh Prince? Right. And he wouldn't have the most interactions with her. I think he even said it. They said it in the reunion. The show is originally going to be built around him and Uncle Phil and their reaction, you know, them having an old school, new school shit going, but right. him and Carlson hit it off, him and Alfonso Rivera hit it off so so well that they ended up playing so well off each other that they had more of it built around them eventually. Right. I mean, it worked. It, it's a great Definitely. show. It all worked. It, did, it, it worked. Yeah. It worked, Jenny Hubert. Relax, my nigga. Like, yeah. and, and like, not for nothing, her last season, I just, I've been rewatching since they put it, uh, since HBO Max came out slowly. Yeah. But they, the third season, her last season, she's pregnant. You got pregnant right. in real life. You're pregnant on. They work. They wrote it into the script. They, they wrote it into the like, show. They didn't, yeah. they didn't kick you to the curb like she's she's a, a fellowship teacher somewhere else. Now they let you be pregnant on the show too. So how how much more written into the show do you need? Like how much how much of a bigger role do you need? Right. You would think she wanted to be Claire Hustable. Not Felicia Rashad, my G. Sorry. Oh, all right. Jeezy G- Gucci man, this happened. I mean, we missed a week, so. <laughs> but oh, hey Grayson, look a little hey, nap. Grayson, look a little nap, living. See, I'm just coming to eat. <laughs> He's just well, coming he to eat. Dark too. Look at him. That he already, dark. He's drooling, yo. Oh, yeah. He's drooling already. He like, yeah, he's oh, teething. Yeah. Oh, he's his teeth starting to come in. Oh yes, yeah, I'm getting teeth already. How, that, how soon does that start? It can start as early as two months. Sometimes they can be born with teeth. Oh, okay, Damn. you're hungry. Okay, okay. Born with teeth? What the? What type of... He got me on camera. time to eat. Get out of my... What type of thing? He's like, all right, don't talk about my teeth. Just give me, give me a nipple. 
clear out. Hit him on the clear out. You're busy trying to. There you go. There you go. He was laughing. <sighs> yeah, Lucy and Jeezy. This is. Ooh, this was. Ooh, this was. This was. You want to talk about tension? We just talked about some tension. Now this is real tension. This is real life. Yo, I've never. <laughs> I've never been so uncomfortable in my own home by myself in my life. I, t- I tried Ever. to tell you before it came on. I, I told you they like each other. You thought I was playing. Nah, so they they were in Magic City. Shout out to Magic City. Um, what a place. Mm-mm-mm. What a venue. Um, so they up there, you know. Jeezy, Gucci come out the gate with a diss song. Out the gate. Out the gate, round one. This Gucci versus Jeezy. Um, very appropriate. And it's an old song. It's not a new song. It's an old one from when they started dissing each other back in the day. I never heard it. Came out the gate. <laughs> Often cash into each other. Um, you could tell Gucci was like on guard. Ain't sit down all night. No, he didn't. Like, like, he had, like he had a big joint in his coat. Like he had the big joint in his coat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he had the big joint in his coat. Like he was waiting for something to pop off. Um, he was right. Gucci can't, Jeezy can't dress. I think it was in there in the old basketball jersey, like it was 2006. He's in the Fubu. He had the Fubu jersey. On. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "You got too much money to be looking like this. This is crazy." Um, but you could tell, you could, you could see the nerves. You know, they started playing their joints, and you know, you know, it brought me back to ooh, it brought me back to times, man. Um, Trap and Die came out, I want to say 2004. Um, TM101 came out 05. I remember hearing all those songs, and like especially living in the South. I remember hearing all those songs from back in the day, all the old Gucci shit, all the old yeah. shit. Nah, I made a nigga feel violent again. Back in the back when you go to clubs, you remember niggas used to go to clubs. Man, those were the days, especially yes. back then. There was a club in NVA, Newport News. It was Infinities. It was inside a motel. There was no dress code. It was eight in a motel. In a motel. What? Absolutely. If you were in Hampton from, I'd say, I got to Hampton in 04, probably from like 02 to 05, 06, you went to Infinity's at least once or twice. Because <laughs> they, they had no dress code, you, you, you get it, 18 plus. I remember going in there nights and hearing like all the Trap of Die, all of the Trap House tapes, like they would just play it. Like yeah. shit you would never hear in the club. Like they would just play it. Niggas being there ready to rumble. And here I am in college with all the drug dealers in a 30 mile radius in the club. What a bad idea. What a time. <laughs> What a time. It was good. It was great. Um, so, you know, they playing the classics. Gucci over there. Stop playing all that old shit. Play some new shit. I think it was upset. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The tension was, I, I just was uncomfortable the whole time. Ooh, I'm watching. Real I, I'm real usually dangerous. entertained, easily entertained. I was, I mean, I was still entertained, but it was just, I'm leaning back side eye in the whole show, like, I'm like covering my eyes like it's a like horror film. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> did he just did he just say I'm gonna he did he just say go dig your your, your man's up like after the song was over like yeah, not even got, during the rap, song. What he wanted him to know is still he still feel that way. So the story goes allegedly, of course. Um, Jesus sent some of his friends to go take Gucci Man's chain. Gucci Man may or may not have sent somebody to Jesus. Literally, somebody didn't come back home. Um, then. Made a diss song called Truth and mentioned digging up your dead homeboy for him to try it again. And said he, if they tried him again, he's going to send them all back the same way. And, and that was 
when we talked last time, I didn't realize that he killed his man because Jeezy sent him. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. So that's some. Yeah. So I kind of like feel Gucci a little bit more than I would have without that context. Jeezy talking about all this. Oh, that was years ago. No, 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 no. You sent somebody to harm me. You just want me to get over it? No. Yeah. How about no? Yeah. No. If you send somebody no. to take my chain, usually that means by any means necessary. Too much. Right? So chances are he could have killed me trying to get my chain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here go Jeezy. That was, that was 15. That was 20 years ago. Here go, here, go, here go Gucci. 15. Get it right. You sent somebody to harm me 15 years ago, not 20. He just wanted to get over it. Like, no, I don't feel like it yet. Nah. I'm going to do the song I did, and you're going to have to get over it. Yeah, and the fact and Gucci even was in the room with him. Absolutely. I don't think people give him enough credit for actually doing it. Because um, so you said somebody hit me, you know, and I had to do what I had to do. I'm not getting in a room with yeah. you. Because Jeezy was definitely the bigger person, but he needed to be the bigger person. Right? Yeah, this is your fault. Yeah. This is your fault, nigga. No. No, I'm not going to be the bigger person. How about no? I don't want to be. I'm going <laughs> to do the song I like. Then they did so icy at the end, mad awkward. I thought they were gonna fight. He's like, "You, it's time. You, you want to, you want to do this. You want to do this." And then they play this. I'm like, "Oh, they, they, they got a little wrestling. <laughs> added a little wrestling to it. Little... That's why I thought. I said, Is this all a work? Is this a work?" And then they went to the. Did they go to the club together after? They had an after party at Compound. Were they, they both there? I don't. I don't know if they were both there, but they said Gucci had a uh, had his friends with him outside, and his friends, you know. They didn't. They didn't come empty-handed, just in case something, you know, something happened. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So it, was a, it was quite a night, quite the night. Nope. I, I said. It, I said it's a miracle. Nobody. Everybody's still alive. Everybody's still alive to tell the tale. It's a miracle, my nigga. Like, <gasps> nope. Gucci played true Jeezy face in front of everybody, and everybody's still alive. Twenty twenty is wild. <sighs> and then everybody caught COVID at Compound. Beautiful. What Did they? Night. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> But Atlanta, Atlanta's wide open, apparently. Like yeah. the clubs is open. You go, you can go to the club. You can go out. You can go out and kick it. Mm. It seems like you know everywhere in the country, but here, you know, everybody just living here in California. Yeah, I'll say not California. Now nah, we're gonna be shut down soon. New York will be shut down soon too. For, for even yeah. more. Yeah, California. They they're not letting the NFL teams play in in Santa Clara County, whatever county that is, where the Niners play. Oh, that's- that's where the Niners are at. The so Niners might have to play in uh, the Cardinals stadium for the rest of the season. AZ? For, they don't have a home. Oh, yeah. Santa Clara so, shut down. For real, for real. They don't go, have go a home. Down. They go are homeless. Go home. <laughs> they, go to the store, go to the bank, and take yo, your ass back to the house. To, Crazy. How, like, you, homelessness is bad in San Francisco if the football team don't got nowhere to play. That's how bad homelessness is. But, you know, that brings up another point, too. You know who else plays in San Francisco? The Warriors. Season's about yep. to start pretty soon. Yep. They might. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to like Vegas or something at that point, right? They got that little Thomas and Max. And if, if fans aren't going to be allowed, why does it matter, right? Yeah, yeah it don't matter. They could go I want to see how they're going to handle traveling. NFL travels once a week, and they, they have problems. Like, the Ravens got like 18 people oh, that tested positive. It's a mess. It's a mess, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the Broncos don't have a quarterback. They're playing. They they're playing a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback today. At, at quarterback, they asked if the OC, if one of the uh, offense, one of the offensive coaches could uh, could be QB. The NFL said no. <laughs> they, they they said that can't happen. Sorry. 
so many teams. The I mean, James Conner from the Steelers. Like, yeah. prayers to him. He's a cancer Who survivor. Cancer. Yeah. So, underlying conditions, man. Like, I'm surprised he did not out the season. Honestly. Yeah. It's wild. I would have. No, 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 yeah. I, 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 I took the L. I, like I think eight or nine Patriots opted out. All of them are rel- were pretty healthy. Not mm-hmm. not even an injury for some of them. And they were like, "Nah, we're not doing it." Yep. So I know the NBA worries me because they travel a lot more often right. than NFL does. They're, they're on the road a lot. You know, lots of back to back games. Lots of we're gonna get a we're gonna do this one game in town. We're gonna leave. We're gonna charter the flight for a few hours after the game. We're on to the next town. That's a lot of moving parts to be talking about. We're gonna have a season. And, even if it's new schedule. And they're splitting the season up, too. So they're giving themselves – they haven't even released the second half of the season schedule. Got you. Okay. They're going to see how games get So they did, like, the, what, canceled. first 35, 36? I forget the number, but – Yeah. Whatever games are canceled, they're going to make up in the second half of the season. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. They only have a one-break scheduled. I, would, I think it's, like, two weeks or something. But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they do this in chunk. Take two weeks off here, take two to. weeks off there, yeah, and, have to. and make it work until maybe the playoffs start and they go back in a bubble, or at least the last, the last maybe last, last twenty two games, round, so yeah, two rounds run, maybe yeah. in the bubble. I don't know. I don't think they're going to go in the bubble again for three months, but they, 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 but they, maybe they take like that. Maybe conference finals, conference set, or conference finals, and then the NBA finals. Maybe they'll go do a bubble go thing back there, in. but but they may yeah. want fans in. Depending on how bad it is no. next summer, I guess. Man, they losing these these leagues are losing a lot of paper. Not having people in them stands, boy, they yeah. losing money. You see, uh, uh what's the name? Oh, yeah. The uh, Warriors owner. He pushing to get people in that arena. They just built the joint too. Oh well, there you go. They're not. <laughs> it's a dub, though. Like it's a dub. he was pushing real hard to like get at least. They're not going to be able to play in the arena. Forget fans. They're not even going to be there. Right. But he, you know, they just built it. That's a, the new Chase Center in San Fran just got built. Said it cost like two billion dollars. Then he came out of pocket for it. So he, he yeah, trying to get yeah, it, he trying to get the money back. I don't, I don't think I don't think it was any public funding to their arena. I don't think I could be wrong, but I think he came out of pocket for that. It's a lot of money. It's fucked up, but it's I'm not, I'm not about to feel bad for billionaires during a pandemic. No, I don't That's either. for sure. That's for sure. He be all right. Yeah, he rich. You know what I'm saying? People he gonna rack into some shit like that. He all right. He Gucci. People about to lose un- unemployment benefits. Yeah, they the need to. Little, they need the to go little back bit in they're already getting. Out. Yeah, but they got, they have to go back in and extend this shit. There ain't gonna be no choice if they yeah. shut the country down. You can't shut the country down and say, "Oh, we're not giving you nothing." They can just go back out. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? You can say they can't, but they're still finding a way not to fucking pass any. It's been since August since the extra shit. Oh, you know, you know, good old Mitch. Mitch ain't passing a goddamn mm. thing. <sighs> I don't know, man. We'll see. Everybody be safe though. Be safe. Wear a mask. Put on some gloves. gloves. Wash your goddamn hands. Yeah. If you can, stay in the house. Please just remember that even if you feel well and you think you're fine, if you've been in contact with a lot of people, it is possible that you are sick and passing stuff on to people. I uh, follow a nurse on Twitter that works in California, and she's been very vocal about her experiences there. And she just had a 30-year-old die of an aneurysm who had no symptoms of COVID up until the point that they had the aneurysm. So... 
I know that we are fed up and we're tired and we miss real life and we miss outside and we miss social connection. And most of us are depressed and anxious and trying to figure out how to navigate this new livelihood. But people are dying. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it's, it, the positivity rates are going back up here in the States. Um, I know Connecticut, yeah. I would guess it was 4.81. So it's going back down in the in the in the right direction but in the summertime we were below one percent i think we were like 0. 0.05 0. 0.07 for a positivity rate as soon as things outside stops being a viable option to do things the number the number skyrocketed because right. there was no adjustment to go back in the house and there won't be because americans are fucking crazy we're nuts and you know as somebody who didn't you know who i'm up and down the road now you know house hunting and shit i gotta go i'm going back down to dc on the third I got tested when I came home. I'll probably get tested again before I leave. And I'll probably get tested when I come back home. Just to be safe. Can't be out here. Can't be out here being part of the problem. You know, you gotta, yeah. sometimes you got to do, but you got to be as safe as you can about it. And that's great. Like I said before, right. like get tested when you come back. Also get, I say go for another test four or five days after you get back. Just, yeah. just be, you know, right. extra, I went, I went, extra I went on Friday. I, I came back negative again, but. Good. You know. Good. Like, we don't I, but I, I, you know, like I said, you know, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just fucking lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, you gotta be as safe as you can. I know there's like like me, I said, people miss the social connections, but you gotta be fucking safe, my nigga. Right. You know? Because the worst thing is people who are trying to even safely have social connections, and they're getting their whole family sick, and right. everybody's dying. Right. Right. And right. then you have to live with that. And you want to talk about feeling depressed? If you kill somebody in your own fucking family because you needed to just be around folks so bad, yo, I don't know how you work through that as a person. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things. And, and I don't know if this is fair for me to say. I mean, Bianca, you tell me you're the therapist, but like, I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like we're seeing how, I don't want to, for lack of a better term, I feel like we're seeing how weak people are mentally or how not strong or people aren't as strong. All right, this is better. People aren't as strong as they think they are mentally because this is fucking with everyone so bad. So that you kind of make like make excuses to the reasons you're going out and about and doing things instead of just saying, yo, I'm not, I, I can't, I can't do it. You kind of make people who are doing it seem like they're overreacting. I think there's like a three-part answer there, okay. right? I think <clears throat> I think part of it is that we do studies on babies, children, people who um, have been kept away from other people who were raised like in isolation, away from just anybody. Um, and how much breakdown they have as human beings. The the construction of their brain chemistry is different. Um, the missed language cues, the just things that they have missed out on learning um, because they just didn't have any human involvement. And so we know that people are meant to be around other people. We know that we're a social you know, yeah. animal, we're a social beast. We need yeah. to, to have social connection in order to develop properly. So so not just um, mentally or emotionally, but for, for our systems to develop properly, we need social engagement. So that's part of it, like on the scientific level. I think as Americans, 
we are very conditioned to having very little rules. When we look at countries as a whole across the globe, we have no societal rules because we're an individualistic culture. So when you look at places like China, when this happened there, their government said, if you go outside, we will fucking kill you. <laughs> and so nobody went outside because China, China has very clear cut rules about what they will and won't do to their citizens. I mean, just point blank, period. Yeah. I mean, their their population control is different. You have a boy, we keep him. You have a girl, she's going in the incinerator type of thing. And I, I don't mean this to be funny, but they really do handle things differently there. And so their society just said, well, you know, Massa said, we're not going outside, we're not going outside. And we saw that the virus was very much eradicated very quickly. And then they had a second wave and they shut down and yep. Yep. very different handling. Right. Other countries where there is not an institution of mistrust between state and, and, and population, when people say, hey, don't go outside, you will become very ill, the people are staying in the house. So when, when you have the mental understanding of why you're doing something, it's easier to kind of deal with it emotionally and mentally. Yep. Yep. In America, not only do you have one of the highest populations of depression, one of the highest populations of anxiety, one of the highest populations of suicidal rates in the world, but then you start this pandemic and then you enter in all of this misinformation. So for the first time ever, you have half the country questioning medical professionals. Mm -hmm. And not just like in the top, you know, people who work in the White House, but everyday medical professionals. You have people who think hospitals are getting paid tons of money. You have people who think nurses and doctors are getting all these raises. Meanwhile, we're seeing people being laid off, people having to look for different work. So when you enter in all this mistrust, then you have people sitting at home being told they're forced to be in their home. And then they're reading online that the reasons why they're home aren't even real. So you have this split mental understanding of why I'm in the house. And one of the greatest, in my opinion, uh, reasons or causes for things like depression and anxiety come from misunderstanding things, misunderstanding other people's actions, misunderstanding your own, not knowing the reason why, because we all want to know why. We may never know why, but we all want to know why about something. Yep. And so I think when you look at it from that sort of sphere, um, yeah, people are having mental breakdowns and we're seeing the fragility of just how fragile human beings are mentally. The mind is very easy to break and also can be very strong-willed. It's just amazing to me how people can ignore it and act like it's not happening. I think even even if you don't go as deep into it as B does, people here don't like being told what to do. You, don't, you yeah. can't tell nobody in America what to do. Yeah. You kidding yeah. me? No. Everybody's selfish. Exactly. It's, what she said is very right, but it's as simple as you telling somebody here they can't do something. They buck it. Yeah. It's been like that since we got since they since since the pill since they came over here from England and a few years later they bought some niggas over here. Somebody said no. There was a civil war about it. Half and half. 
So is there a better, I mean, I guess I think it's, I personally think it's too late now, but is there a better way to relay the message? Hey, you're right. It's too late. Niggas don't care no more. Yeah. No, the damage is done. And the damage is done to the point where I don't know how or what will be the corrective course of action for people to trust scientists and medical professionals again. Because, again, half the country believes this shit's not even really happening. Exactly. They think it's a joke. You can't can't sell as much mistrust and despair as the outgoing administration has about, you know, science and numbers. And then try to put that back in in the bottle when the new one comes in. Because you got 70 million people that voted the other way. And I would say probably more than half of them strongly feel that this guy was right. Like, that it's not yeah. real, that it's not bad, that it's just the flu. And then everybody yes. from um, sports commentators who want to be edgy and um, want people to be independent thinkers, quote-unquote, are just, just they're just reinforcing all this bad shit. You know what I'm saying? It don't make it no better. Like, there's two sides of science, which is nuts to me. Like, no. Science is science. You either It's either right or wrong. They test, you know, they come out your results. It's one way or the other. There's no, well, my scientist said this. My scientist said that. Not on a proven theory. Like, yeah. coronavirus is bad. It's not really uh, It's not really up for debate, but apparently it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and another thing that sca- scares me about this all is, yo, this thing could be worse. It this will be. pandemic could be wor- No, no, the pandemic itself, like the virus itself, could oh, okay, be okay. worse. So the fact that it's not as bad, it's still bad, but it's not as bad as it could be, like where you get it and you die instantly. Mm-hmm. If something like that comes, how many people are like, I mean, this happens every what, 50 years or I guess a bad one, but it yeah, could happen we'll, in 10 we'll, years, we'll you know, know what I mean? But people are going to yeah. think back to this moment and say, oh, our government was lying to us about that. They're lying to us about this. And how many people are going to die just because of the tr- mistrust? I there? think if if another it, virus comes and is ten times worse, it's it's a little morbid to say, but I think if more people had passed at a more rapid rate, people would be more attentive to what it is. I think people see eleven million positive cases, two hundred and fifty plus thousand deaths. They do the they do the math, and math's not that high, but you shouldn't be having. They don't see it. Right. You don't, you don't see it every see day. It. Like I know people that have lost people because of because of it. So yeah. You know right. right. When people have cancer, they look sick. They yep. feel sick. Yep. They they are ill. And you, you watch can, them you go see, through that you transition. See, you can see somebody deteriorate if they go through the advanced stages of it. Right. When yeah. somebody breaks their leg, you see them mm-hmm. hobbling around trying to get around. Mm-hmm. The there is a good amount of people in the world who have not seen any ramifications from this this disease. They've not seen anybody disintegrate from it. They've not yep. seen somebody sitting up talking to them one day and the next day dead. Born. They've yep. not seen any of it. So it's not real to them. Well, it's they the see, same you know, struggles. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, they see somebody who, who tested positive, was asymptomatic, didn't have yep. any adverse effects, and yep. went, went and tested a few weeks later and they were fine. Or, you know, one of my friends has a positive. He said he was sick for a few days, and then after that, he was fine. Right. But, you know, some people get lucky like that. Like, you know, 
you're healthy enough, your immune system is good enough to be able to fight it off. But what about those people that aren't as lucky? Pre-existing conditions, have respiratory issues, or, you know, I was listening to the radio, I was listening to Hot 97, um, one of the co-hosts, his brother has MS and tested positive for COVID. You know what kind of strain it is on your body already? Like, your body's already fighting right. one thing, then to fight this, was on a ventilator, put them, they took them off the ventilator, so your body's got to do the rest. That's right. a lot of strain to put on your body that's already has this debilitating condition as it is. You know, put right. something on it. You know what I mean? I just read an article today that a woman who was pregnant had it and the baby mm. was born with antibodies. So the baby didn't have it, but was born right. with antibodies to it. That's the first case I've seen like that. So I, I'm thinking that they're going to be studying that to figure that out because they don't even know how this affects pregnant women, transmission, right. breastfeeding, things of that nature. There's just so much we don't know. Same thing with like uh, a few years ago, Zika. Zika virus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was trans being transmitted, I think, to mosquitoes. They were telling people not to travel to the islands. You know, because you can get transferred through intercourse, you get transferred if you're pregnant to your yep. babies, all that kind of thing. It didn't get to the level this did, but it's the same concepts, right? Where you don't know what could come of it being transmitted from one person to another, from a baby. And then, you know, now they have, they're fast tracking the uh, vaccines. What do they call it? Project Warp Speed. Yeah. Right. Put all this shit through, you know what I'm saying? I think Pfizer is closest right now. Um, I know AstraZeneca has a vaccine. M Moderna, the shit, the shady shit that's going on with them. Yeah. And so it's now it's a rat race to see who's going to get the bag for creating the vaccine. And, and then once the vaccine's approved by the FDA, who gets it first? Yeah. And did you see like it's in two doses, but the, they said the first first dose will have you feeling some of the side effects headache fever mild symptoms yeah and then they said the second dose which you take 21 days later if i'm remembering correctly mm -hmm. you there was a it was a cnbc article and there was they quoted a doctor in there and the doctor said you may want to take a day off after the second dose <laughs> like yo because you're going to be feeling what? like shit this is bad. That's worse than a fucking flu shot. That's why I never took a flu shot. Get out of here. Niggas, niggas taking flu shots and getting the flu. I said, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, it. This vaccine, people think it's going to be a cure-all, and it's not. That's what they're waiting for. You know that. Like, you know how people, you know how, you know how we are in this country. There's a, a hope for a cure-all where we don't have to change our lifestyle. Everybody's banking on these three um, pharmaceutical companies conglomerates to save us from this so we don't have to change our life yeah. you know what i'm saying so like i said i think Pfizer was the closest moderna had all the shady shit going on with with with, uh, with the president and somebody knew something before somebody else woo, woo, woo. and then AstraZeneca came in kind of i don't want to say last minute but they're the i think they're the third player to this game that's right. going to try to come through and and uh come through the vaccine but like i said they're all they're all racing for that bag because they know there's money to be made in, mm -hmm. in this vaccine, and a lot of it. It's true. Are they going to give it away for free, though? How does that work? Um, that's a great question. I don't know how it gets distributed. They don't even know who they're going to give it to first at this point. So I don't know how they think. I'm, I know they've thought about how they're going to get the money for it. My assumption would be your insurance company and the government. And the what? And the government. 
Mm. Because yeah. they're going to have to put up some of this yeah. money yeah. to get it pushed out and to get it to people in some kind of efficient manner. Because if you leave it up to the insurance companies, it's going to be a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. And they know they can't afford a free-for-all right now with this. It's too much It's too much at stake for them. Um, I think it'll end up being Biden's first big thing he's going to have to worry about when he gets in there. Yeah. Yes. How this gets distributed distribute out to people. Um, my thought would be frontline workers get it first. They don't want to deal with this shit on a regular basis. Um, and, you know, people that are most vulnerable to catching it. But I know it's going to happen. Executive branch is going to get it first. The legislators will get it next. The judges will get it after that. Mm-hmm. And then they'll worry about the rest of us. So you got about a thousand, a thousand plus people that'll touch it before your, your normal Joes get it. Right. Your Joes get the shit. Then it'll be medical professionals. Yep. Yep. And whoever, whoever else's insurance will cover the bill. Yep. Fucked up, man. Just be safe, y'all. Everybody be safe. That's the game. That's the game, William, baby. I still don't know if I want it. Like, no, I don't. They got me fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I, but I also don't want to be the person to... I don't know enough about it, so I don't want to come out and flat, flat out say I'm not getting it. Because I don't, I don't want to. I don't want someone to be listening who could save a life. You know what I mean? Potentially. Absolutely. I don't get listen it. to me. My, don't listen to me. I, yeah. I, was, I was half drunk last night. Don't listen to me. But what I'm saying is I'm not. <laughs> My gripe with it is that as somebody, as a member of part of you know the social sciences, I understand how um, testing works. And I just can't yeah. wrap my mind around them having something effective that isn't going to turn us into zombies within less than a nine-month period. Um, I just it make it, and then the trials and how many people they've tested it on. I mean, it's less than a hundred thousand people they've run trials on. It just it makes me nervous looking at the numbers them breaking it down of who got the placebo and who didn't and how many severe cases and. Yeah. I'm not seeing enough of what would make me comfortable to be like, this works. <laughs> I'm taking it. Right. And even if I got it, I still be taking these precautions and I'm still going to be staying in the house. So that's where I'm just like, you know what? I might as well just wait. If that's personally what I'm going to do, because I'm not in a, I'm not in a hurry to be out in these streets during a pandemic, whether I got a vaccine or not. Right. Does that makes sense. Right. And I yeah. doubt our kids will be able to get it. So it's like, you know what I mean? At that point, if I can get vaccinated, but my kid can't. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah, I yeah. still don't want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know. I, I want, a, I want a, a, an untested vaccine or that's basically, you know, a little post beta about to go live the way I would think of it. Um, you want to put that into your, your minor, your babies? No. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, yeah. who, who who buys stuff at launch anyway? You know what I mean? You know, who buys you shit just at got launch? the Xbox. What you talking about? I love it too, but I seen somebody else went up went up and smoked like a hookah boy. I said, "Ooh, we hope it don't happen to mine." But there was rumors that people were blowing smoke in it. That was that was the rumor. Maybe they was just deflecting and uh, playing defense. Like. I hope so, because I seen a picture of one up and smoke. That shit looked bad. Like, I said, "Oh no!" I said, oh, "Please, Lord, no." Please, Lord, no, I just got my drink. I know if I gotta go if I gotta go back to get a replacement, I ain't getting another one until Christmas. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? No, sir. I'm good. I like this, yo. We get get talking, we looking at bedtime, we 
I mean, I know Eric about 25 minutes late to watching his Patriots get their asses whooped, but. No, no, I'm not, I don't like to be sad on Sundays. You feel me? <laughs> the first time ever, Eric's not in a hurry to go watch his football team. Damn, all. Oh, I ain't been tripping this whole season. I said, oh, we terrible. I'm not going to watch that. Bad. What else? Y'all want to do something else? You want to go, like, take a walk or something? You know what I'm saying? For real. You feel me? Let's take a leisurely stroll. Oh. No, let's go take a walk. Nice day today. The sun's out. I think it's in the fifties. You want you want to go, go go for a hike? You go for a little walk? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I gotta finish mowing my lawn too. I started it yesterday. And it started raining out of nowhere when it did. Oh, definitely did. Son, I was clean yesterday. I went to the outlet yesterday before we get up out of here. There were so many people there, son. I just yeah. wanted to pull out. They had fifty percent off everything. I was just trying to go get me the the, the, the bear hoodie. I just wanted the polo bear hoodie because it was fifty percent off. Son, there was a line. It so I said, "I'm out of here. I'm out of here." I walked to like three or four stores. The Nike store line looked like the club back in the day. I said, no, I'm out of here. Got in my car when came home. I can't even <sighs> imagine. Everybody, and they was out there loose, too. I had my mask on. I was like, oh, y'all niggas is dirty. Y'all got cooties out here. Let me get up out of here. Dude. Be safe, everybody. I don't understand it. <laughs> Be safe. Please, please. I don't or, want or, anybody I know dying. I pulled a bear hoodie. It'll I don't be want, here in five days. I don't want anybody I know who they know dying. Like, just... Be safe, please. No, it's not, yeah. not a good feeling. Take it, take it from me. Take it from me, kids. Not a good feeling. Mm. All right. GDFools at gmail.com. That's our email. Hit us up. DM us. Yes, sir. At the Goddamn yes, Fools. People can get in touch yeah. with us at the email. Yeah. We yeah. ask a fool question. Social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at the Goddamn Fools. Um, I'm at F. Swain. Black of Wall Street. Hi, Bianca. Apple Podcasts. Rate us how many stars? Five stars on BA. Subscribe, mm. YouTube, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. Mm. Thanks for listening, y'all. Y'all be cool. Peace.